Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the second hour of Ghost Chronicles Radio, Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host. And with me, all the way from somewhere, is the blonde bombshell herself, Ann Kerrigan. Well, good evening, everybody. Here we are. Yes, Back we are. again. No show <laughs> last week, which was kind of sad. But yeah. it is what it is. Things happen. Stuff happens. So you just, what are you going to so do? So you just deal with it, right? Yeah, it kind of worked out for me because I had a bunch of stuff I had to do and not that I, you know, want the show to be canceled, but it kind of helped me out. So it there all worked you out. Go. It all there worked you... out. It happened for a reason. I guess. I'm all right. I'm all right. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, Spirit Quest is coming up in uh, October 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. You'll be there, of course. And, I will. Uh, I will be. Our good friend Leslie and Steve will be in via Zoom. Uh, in spirit and uh, nice. we, yeah, so it'll be a lot of fun. We got a lot of workshops. Got a ghost hunt. Got murder mystery theater. Got Ooh, uh, can't wait for uh, that. Uh, can't wait to see that. Really? Yeah. Okay. They're fun. If you say so. No, you don't. Think I can't fun? speak for. I can't speak for a whole freaking three hours. <laughs> oh, are you the dead? I'm are you the, the ghost. dead guy. I love it. Oh my God, that'll be bliss. Oh, don't worry. I make my <laughs> presence known. Don't worry. <laughs> Ron can't talk for three hours. That's fine. Works out. Works out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, um, yeah. Yeah. We were, uh, Steve and I were reminiscent, actually, in the first show we were talking about uh, because. Uh, for those who don't know, we have uh, Ghost Chronicles Radio and Patreon, and lately I've been posting some of the old oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. I've been seeing those. And, really uh, yeah, real old school. And, you know, we, of course, like everything in life, if, if you don't do it right, you've changed over the years. Uh, if you don't do it right, then you're a problem. Uh, <laughs> what's the use of living? <laughs> anyway, uh we we uh we still well, i started thinking about um Anne because Anne, of course is a paranormal investigator in her own right and uh she was one before i even met her and she had this wonderful group called east bridgewater's most haunted but <laughs> i i wanted to know and I, i'm not sure how i mean how did you come up with the group i, I not so much the name but i mean like were you always interested in ghosts and stuff? Or, I mean, tell me the how this all happened. Well, first of all, the name, we all know the name is a total ripoff because apparently I have no imagination and I thought it would be cool. <laughs> because I always, in, <laughs> at that day, you know, at that point in time, I um, was obsessed with Britain's Most Haunted. 
you know, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it was a Friday night date for me, right? So, you know, I got the kids, we had our little Friday routine and I'm like, okay, kids, we're going to go to Blockbuster. We're going to get you a video game and we're going to get Alexis like a movie and mommy's going to watch her haunted shows. So that was our, <laughs> that was our Friday routine. And I'd get everybody subs, you know, it was just a thing, you know, it was what we did. But did so, you believe in ghosts before then or, or yes. were you interested in ghosts before then? Yeah. Oh, you were. Okay. Yeah. So I always have been a fan of all kinds of ghostly stuff since mm-hmm. just, I was, since I was a little girl and, and we'd go, to the amusement parks and I'm like, we got to go in the haunted house. We got to go in the haunted house. And mm. I used to, I was always, I've always been kind of a voracious reader, even as a child and would always go, right. Always go to the library and rent the ghost and not rent, <laughs> uh, take out the books on ghost stories and, uh, anything, anything to do that I could get my hands on. And, and just read about. And then, you know, it always just stayed with me as I grew up. I used to play in the cemetery. And that was kind of my early interest in cemeteries. We used to ride our bikes. You know, we have a big oh, cemetery. Yeah. It was right near my house. So. Maureen did the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard. Yeah. She's told me that before. Yeah. And I we would climb, you know, there's some big old trees and we'd climb the trees. And it's like a day thing. We'd pack a lunch and. It was just, I don't know. I was always comfortable there. So I was always just fascinated by that stuff. And I grew up in a 200-year-old colonial home that I honestly, that I I don't think I ever encountered a ghost in there. If I did, maybe I just figured it was supposed to be there. I don't remember anything ever scaring me there in that house. But the cow, funny story. This is good. So I lived in this house my entire first 30 years of my life. We lived in that house, right? You just moved? Huh? Yeah. I just moved? I just, yeah, right. Because I'm only 30. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, um, and over the years, my brother bought the house from my mom. So then it became my brother's house. And, you know, then they became empty nesters and a 13 room colonial antique colonial home was just not what they needed anymore so they sold it and uh. I know right I look back now I'm like oh I should have bought it but I don't think it, it wasn't it wasn't right at that at that time in our lives we had we yeah. just bought this house and so the timing was not right and unfortunately so it got sold now the the guy who bought it he's he's um he clears out estates. He's he's a junk guy, basically. Um, let's just say I'm not happy with the way he's taking care of the house. But someone else who's really not happy with how he's taking care of the house, pretty sure, is my mother. Because I've talked to the guy. He's done a lot of, he's made a lot of changes around mm-hmm. the house. And he had pulled out a set uh it was like a whole like doorway set up, like the antique door with the side lights and the big fan window above oh, yeah. it. I mean, it was beautiful. He said it was rotten, so 
whatever. I don't really believe that. But anyway, so he took it out. He had the whole place sided. And anywho, so I saw him. He has a, uh, you know, a site. He's this, he sells the stuff, right? So I saw, I knew the stuff as soon as I saw it. I'm like, that's from our old house. So I wanted the window. So I talked with him back and forth through messaging. And uh, I told him I used to live there and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, did anything ever ha- weird ever happen when you lived here? Any like paranormal stuff? And I'm like, <laughs> well, no, not really. Why? What's been going on with you? And he's like, what hasn't? <laughs> and I'm like, well, my mother never did really like change. So, you know, pretty sure she's haunting the place. So <laughs> go mom. Woohoo! I was laughing. Is he still still there now? He's still there, and he yeah. didn't sell me the window. Oh bummer! I hope she haunts him twice as hard. So there you go. But I know she's there. I know that's who's there because whatever. Unless he pissed off all the other spirits too. Mm. Anyway, so yes, I've always been interested in ghostly things. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, so, uh, you know, when all these ghost hunting shows started coming out, I, you know, I was obsessed, you know, ghost hunters and most haunted and I don't know whatever else was on, what else was on back then? Those were really the, the four. Those were really the two basically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there were ones earlier than them, but uh, those two are the big ones that everybody remembers. Yeah. Definitely. Because Jane Darty had one, uh, Dead Tenants, which was out. and yeah. uh, Oh, you know who else had a show back then? I think it was a little bit later, though, was uh, Patrick Burns. Uh, and, oh, no, uh, who's that? Not Patrick. Yeah, he had a show, too. But, um, oh, I'm what's his name? The Psychic. The Psychic, the blonde guy. He used to run around with the, uh, the pawn girl from uh, UK. Uh, Chris Fleming. I don't remember that one. Chris Fleming, yeah. Uh, it was um, Dead Famous. Ah, hi. Yeah. Nope. They would go investigate, like, for instance, uh, Elvis Presley. They would go to all his old uh, quotation mark haunts and, and look for him in there and everything. So, oh, yeah, he was a psychic and she was just a, uh, you know, kind of a non-believer or skeptic or just a mm-hmm. regular person anyways. And, yeah, they used to do it. I actually didn't mind that show at all. I kind of enjoyed it. Oh. I don't recall I'm that. I'm sure one. it's yeah, it's old. It's really old. Mm-hmm. It's not, it wasn't as popular as the other ones. No. Uh, no, it's Ghost Hunters and uh, Most Haunted, of course. Most Haunted mm-hmm. is my favorite show of all time. Oh, I yeah. still, still go back and watch them. Uh, yeah. Speaking about that, check out the one with Steve in it. He's like 400 pounds. Cut it out. No. He is not. He is too. You'll have to send me that link. <laughs> I, I posted a, a picture of him on my Facebook page. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, and you wouldn't even recognize him. Oh, my Lord. Oh, yeah. It's he's, hard to uh, believe. It, well, he's actually probably two to three times the size now, whatever that is. Holy crap. Mm. He's skin and bones now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally. Wow. Yeah. So, so, anyways, so, I mean, you watched the show and you had some interest in ghosts, but what made you th- think about doing 
your own show or you have put your own team together did you have the well, team before the show or the no. did they go hand in hand no they went hand in hand uh yeah. so i, I I work in the public access television field and I had my, my husband, before I started working at EBCAM, East Bridgewater Community Access Media, uh, my husband was on the board of directors there and I had learned, as you know, I'm also a face painter. So I used to have a show called Fun with Face Painting. <laughs> so then I got into the haunted thing and I decided, you know what, now I know how to edit. So I, that's how I learned it all was through the face painting show. I learned how to edit my shows and produce a show. So I thought, you know what, I could do this. I could, to we, I could totally do this, I, but I need to pull a team together. I could, I could do my own haunted show and, and, and play it on local cable access TV. So mm -hmm. I, I decided that's what I wanted to do. The Russ Hannigan, the guy who was in charge, still is in charge, <laughs> the executive director. He's like, go for it, go for it. And so I try to remember how I connected with my, so Mike Markowitz, I went to mm -hmm. school with him, high school. Mm -hmm. And somehow, and now I can't even remember how we reconnected. Uh, oh, it was Russ. How'd, Russ. how'd you know he was in the EVPs? I didn't. It was oh. Russ. I was talking to Russ about it, and he said, hey, you know what? We had a guy call up a while ago who wanted to do something, and his name's Mike Markowitz. And I'm like, all right, no, there's no way that this is a different guy. It's mm -hmm. got to be the same guy. So he had his contact info and I reached out to him and we reconnected after years and years of not seeing each other since high school. And I really didn't, wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't know him well in high school. I mean, I knew who he was, but that was the extent. So we connected. I found out that he did EVP recordings and was totally into the paranormal thing. And I said, Hey, I want to do this show. Let's, and I want to make a team. Do you want to be in the team? Hell yeah. So that now we were two. Now we were two. Now we needed more people. So my husband, at first my husband didn't want to do it, but then I did the first show. And after that, he said, yeah, I want to help too. So then my husband came in and then I got my niece, Sarah, involved. And she's got like a psychic kind of leaning Mm -hmm. And her then boyfriend, now her husband, also got involved, although oh, wow. he liked to stay in the background. He wanted mm -hmm. to keep keep it low-key. And sometimes uh, Mike's wife, Paula, who is also a psychic, she would sometimes do shows with us as well. So and a good singer, too. Excellent singer. Oh, go out. You're looking for a great show. Go see Divas with a Twist. And they're great. She's a fabulous singer and an actress. So we had a team. Yeah, we had a team and we started doing the shows. And it just, we, we did six shows. They would take, they were really heavy. I had to edit, do a lot of editing. And we had to, Mike would have to listen 
to hours and hours and hours and hours, you know, you see the ghost hunters and whoever are listening to the EVP, EVPs. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it takes forever. It takes a long time. Oh, so yeah. he'd have to. So the shows took a while to produce. So probably these six shows took us a year or more to produce. Speaking, and, inject here, so a little yep. funny side trick is uh, yep. Steve was, I mean, uh, Jim Stoney is my EVP guy. And I remember one time I gave him a tape because someone had given it to me. He said, I, I, I listened to the, I mean, th- there's these voices that come in at night and everything. Could you tell me what they are and everything? So, uh, yeah, I gave it to Jim to, to uh, listen to, uh, mm-hmm. which was about uh, eight hours. Uh, and it was eight hours of snoring. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's never letting me forget forget oh, that one. Oh, that's awful. That's and there was nothing awful. on it either. Uh, oh, no. Why did the guy think that there were voices on it? It was a woman. Yeah, she just, or, I don't know. Whoever. Yeah. She thought she was hearing voices while she was snoring. I mean, come on. Yeah, she, she had felt the presence and, and she uh, thought she heard voices and blah, blah, blah. When she was sleeping, she, she felt she was being touched and uh, all this other stuff. So whatever. God. Mm. That's awful. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's funny, but that's besides the point. Horribly, <laughs> hot, yeah, horribly tedious. Yeah. Mm. Listening to EVP recordings is tough. If you have, it's one thing if you go out and you're just in a place for a couple of hours, but if they're all night, oh my God. Yeah. Hours Hours and hours and hours. You got to listen to all of it. And then you start to think you're hearing stuff. because You could always go to Vox, which cuts down the time at all. Yeah, I suppose. Mm. So, um, yeah, that's how we got the team. That's that's how we got the band together. <laughs> so we had our very first investigation. Which in was? The East, the East Bridgewater Town Hall, of Ooh. course. And so many, it's funny because for a while there, so many paranormal teams were in this place. I mean, it's in, actually in Christopher Balzano has it in one of his books. Because I sent him a picture. He needed a high-def picture of the East Bridgewater Town Hall. And I remember I sent it to him. Mm -hmm. So it was fairly well-known. And paranormal groups wanted to get in there more and more and more. And eventually the town was just like, yeah, we're done. Because they couldn't find anybody who would go in. They needed someone, an employee, to go in and kind of stay there. Exactly. They they just just let me in because I had a key. Like, right. and, yeah, and you were working for the town at that yeah, time, and not. Yeah. By then, and I was. Tom, like, Tom was on the board too, right? Yeah. 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 So they, they just gave me a key, because mm-hmm. I honest, at some point, I I felt like if you were born in East Bridgewater, they handed you a key to town hall when you were born. It's just everybody <laughs> had a key. So, <laughs> and I remember being so, so nervous, so nervous. Really. Yep. That that was my first investigation, my first real investigation. And I was just, I, I don't know. Uh, I just can't. I Once I got in, I was fine. But I'm like, I'm in this place every day. Why am I so nervous <laughs> to be here after dark with no lights on? It was just crazy. So, 
But uh, the very first show was just me and Mike and Russ. Russ did the cameras for us. Oh, Russ wow. was and Russ was terrified. <laughs> it was really funny. Really, really funny. So the first show is like 20 minutes long, I think. And uh, yeah, 21 minutes, 32 seconds long. <laughs> I have <laughs> sitting in front of me on the desk here. So, uh, you know, we went in, we did our thing. We got, we did get some good EVP recordings, which was kind of cool. Yeah, Mike uh, gets EVPs on everywhere. He does. He like does. He'd be going to the bathroom and get EVPs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I just don't hear them at all. But I don't either, to be honest with you. But, uh, that's... but sometimes I do. And in this case, in this instance, he got one that said, I push buttons, which is very interesting because the thing with the East Bridgewater Town Hall is that the elevator would go up and down by itself. On oh, wow. That is kind of cool. Yeah. Yep, the elevator would just bing, doors open, nobody's in it. Unfortunately, and, and we all said, oh, it's Mrs. Hobart, because the Hobarts were the ones who built, had the house built, and lived in the house. And they put the elevator in for Mrs. Hobart back in the day because she had a problem with her legs, so she couldn't do the stairs. So it was one of the very first elevators in. I don't know if it was America, but at least in that area. Mm-hmm. So at that time, it was, and they were wealthy. You know, it's it's a house, big house on top of the hill. So we always would joke and say, Mrs. Hobart's here. <laughs> she took the elevator. Uh, but they would have things happen there. You know, they had a door that kind of went to nowhere. It was, <laughs> it, it used to be a door into the, into another room, but then they made it into a hallway. So the door didn't go anywhere and they blocked it over. But mm. the door, one of the secretaries, Karen Grabo, God rest her soul, would say every once in a while, the door would just like jiggle, like the handle would jiggle. And there was a wall on the other side? There was a wall on the other side. Yeah. Oh, that's freaky. Yeah. It was very freaky. So stuff like that, you know, computers would turn on and off. Um, so that that was an interesting investigation. <laughs> oh my god! So that was our that was our debut. That was our debut. Were you I happy knew, with it? Yeah, I I mean I was. It it was exciting, and I uh, let me just say that I've grown uh, a bit. That was uh, in two thousand six. Yeah. So yeah. 15 years ago. So I have progressed uh, a little bit beyond that for a show. (laughs) I mean, yeah, you look at the stuff that I'm posting up on Patreon, the latest ones with the four-part series from WNDS News. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was 2002. And and Steve and I talked about it on the last show. It's like uh, what we used for equipment back then is so funny, but we used whatever we could get our hands on. And, you know, and, and, uh, and we changed. He's, he says, oh, I bury all my mistakes. I says, well, you know, that shows <laughs> that growth, uh, you know, that absolutely the way I, I learned, or, you know, this is my beginnings. And, uh, you know, that's the way it is. And we didn't have any equipment. I had no equipment. No equipment at all. The only the only thing I had, you know, Mike had his voice recorder mm-hmm. and we recorded 
And I don't know. I didn't. Ha I didn't have any. I didn't even have any equipment. No I EMF meter. No temperature nope. sensor. Nope. Camera. Just camera. Oh, you did have a camera. Okay. I oh, mean, yeah. not. Not. I mean, a, a still camera. Oh right, yeah, and a regular camera. Okay. That cool. was it. That's yeah. all I had. That was it. It's really funny. <laughs> I'm like, let's go ghost hunting. Okay. Come on, kids. So. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Speaking about camera, uh, you remember you gave me a camera, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. And, you and got all kinds of good stuff on that camera. I was so mad. Uh, that, yeah, it was amazing. That camera, uh, I had left it. At a, uh, we, we had did a, uh, a investigation with the Japanese when they came over. We went to this house and uh, I had left it there. And that was years ago. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, I finally picked it up, and uh, and uh, you finally picked it up. Yeah. Yep. Yep. yep ah. Years ago, and uh, I got it back, and, and I opened. You know, I had the card in it with all the pictures. Yeah. Like, oh my God, look at these pictures! It's like, oh. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah, it was all these cool pictures that back from the day. So. <laughs> <laughs> I gave her on this camera because he used to use a disposable camera. On investigations, I'm like, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" Oh, well, that, this is all I have. You know, I can't afford a digital camera. I'm like, I got hold on and go to the truck, and I used it, I it, it was an older one, and mm -hmm. I would keep it in the truck just in case I needed it, and I didn't have my newer one with me, but it just sat in the truck. So I'm like, "Here, just take this. Just take it." He'd come, he'd like, look at the pictures I got on this camera. I'm like, oh, my God. I never got pictures <laughs> like that with that. Oh, my God. Figures. All right. We are coming up to the break here, so we're going to have to take a break. Uh, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles, uh, what are we, Next Generation, Next right here generation. on Tojanet and Pararex Radio, brought to you by our good friends, our good Patreons on uh, Ghost Chronicles on Patreon Radio. You, too, can become one. Uh, go to Patreon. Ghost Chronicles, and you can uh, sign up. Uh, we get the latest, Jan Smith and Stephen Scott. So anyway, we'll be right back after the following messages. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Hello. Hello, can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. 
The other is Stephen Parsons, and he is a paranormal scientist. Well, Mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ann. And our special guest tonight is me, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) It's East Bridgewater's Most Haunted. (laughs) Before she was the blonde bombshell. Before I was the blonde bombshell. But that's how we met, kind of. Well, that's that's the first time we met because we had Ron come out and help us with a show where he was a guest, guest investigator. Yes, but we were. That's we haven't gotten there yet, though. I think no. so show number two mm-hmm. was actually a lead from Matt Moniz. Remember him? Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Like it was kind of like the Spooky South Coast guys. Uh, yeah. They looked at it, decided they didn't want to do it, so we said, and we kind of we met them there because. We were familiar. We were from EB, and they want to know where the house was and everything. So we're like, yeah. So they invited us along. So, anyways, the show number two was a house. Uh, oh, sorry. You know what? That's 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 the fourth show. The second show. <laughs> I'm getting all mixed up. I know. Anyways. I did too. I posted one on Patreon. I said, this is uh, yeah. uh, episode two. And then I had to correct it because it was actually episode three on, on there you the go. WNDS series. Yeah, you Whoa. do get muddled. Yeah. Well, and it was so long ago. Yes. Yeah, so show number two was in a building my husband used to work in. That building was so flipping haunted. And really? he, he ha- would have experiences in there all, all, all the time. And this is one of the reasons that he got involved in the group. Mm-hmm. And he's really funny because he denies. I, I think he's very sensitive. He he denies it. it. I like, no, you totally are. You feel stuff. And our daughter does too. So he worked in this house on uh, Crescent Street in Brockton. And it has since been sold. And now it's apartments. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love to talk to the people who live there because this place was haunted. Just no doubt. Mm-hmm. No doubt in my mind completely. And he would be there. Uh, it was they had converted some of it into offices and it was built around the turn of the century around, you know, 19 early 1900s. So, well, not this century. I guess we're in a new century now, but close enough. He, the whole place was hardwood floors. It was, it was, it was a beautiful home. And I researched the family and the guy, I, the, the, the family who lived there, the father was a builder. That's what he did. And the house had beautiful hardwood floors. It had big stone foundation, had beautiful stairway. Uh, it, it was just a great house, but 
and, and very unusual looking. It wasn't, couldn't really identify it as one particular style of home. So Tom would be working in his office on the first floor at night and he would hear a chair rolling around on the floor hmm. up on the second floor. Well, no one else was in the building. Oh, wow. He thought he actually thought his coworker was up there one night and he yelled up the stairs. He's like, hey, Ray, I'm leaving for the day. No answer. He goes up there. Now, he'd been here in this chair for a while. Mm-hmm. He goes up there. Everything's dark. All the lights are out. And he just turned around and left. So, <laughs> and that would happen all the time. And one time he went up, he was upstairs on the second floor doing something. Again, he was by himself and he went to use the bathroom and went to reach for the door handle and a cold spot moved right, went right through him. <sighs> he said, I have never felt anything quite like that ever, ever. And boy, yeah, he was out the door in a flash. <laughs> he no longer had to go to the bathroom. Uh, but we investigated there. We got all kinds of EVPs. We got someone saying, stay off the stairs, very clearly, in a woman's voice. Oh, wow. And one of his coworkers who worked in the building next door, she said, she had been in there before and would hear footsteps coming up and down the stairs all the time, just as loud, like, and she even demonstrated for us. She said, just like you would hear somebody walking down hardwood stairs. That's what it sounded like that loud. I would hear that in that building. Uh, it was crazy haunted and it was a great, it was a great investigation. Paula came with us on that one and Sarah. So we had a couple different psychics going. they, you know, could feel kids up in the attic on the third floor and they used to hide up there, play hide and seek. It was just, uh, that was a great, that was a great one. And then the one where I met you was Fort Revere. Yeah. Up in uh, Hull. That's first. And that was when we all met and you brought Ron Jr. with you. Mm Mm-hmm. And also a great spot. And that's, so it's all, it's just a, it's, it, it's all covered in graffiti. It's totally creepy. There's a big old tower with uh, lights on it. It's kind of light lit up almost like orange at night. It's a, uh, it's a great spot. It's a great spot. So I think that's the mass DCR runs that pretty sure. Because I remember calling up and inquiring to see if we could film there. And they said, well, you need a million-dollar liability yep. insurance policy. I'm like, yep. oh, okay, thanks. Never mind. And when we just went up and filmed there in the daytime, no worries. <laughs> mm. Whatever. Brought our cameras. Also a neat place. Very shadowy. Course you down in the dark tunnels and you see shadows everywhere and stuff moving and corner of your eye kind of stuff. Um, that was a cool spot though. And there's little, um, like buildings in one of them. Like bunkers or something, right? Like little bunkers. Yeah. Yeah, there was uh, something like, I wouldn't know it was like one where had a fireplace and it kind of, yeah. And, yeah. 
there were different rooms that probably were different, like, uh, you know, offices, yeah. quarters or, or a mess or whatever. Who knows? I mean, it's so beat. It is. It's, it is a cool spot, though. Yeah, it really yeah. it's really funny because I was walking through the halls and you never know, like they twist and they turn and they come around. Yeah. And so <laughs> when video games were, were new mm-hmm. and I used to play this this game on the computer called Castle Wolfenstein. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. And the doors would open like you'd have to pick a hallway and pick a door and the door would open. Sometime there'd be a Nazi on the other side and it would shoot you and kill you. This mm. place totally makes me think of Castle Wolfenstein. <laughs> it's, it's, if it had sliding doors, we'd be there. It, that's all I could think of when we were in there. I'm like, oh, this is just like it. <laughs> so cool. The cool spot. We got some neat recordings up there too. He, Mike got like uh, almost like a a, a choiry choir singing kind of EVP. Really strange. Yeah, he came uh, in there with like a ton of equipment, oh, batteries, God. big speakers. It's like he what the so hell is all this shit? So <laughs> much equipment. He had it on a dolly. And he had to get yep. it down the hill. Oh, yep. it was so funny. And we used to make, I mean, when I say what a grassroots effort kind of thing, I used to write out his cue cards on, I would take, <laughs> I would take shopping bags, right? And cut them so I could have a big long strip and I'd write cue cards on the shopping bags and I'd roll it, you know, I'd roll it up. So as he was going, I'd unroll it. So he could read, read the cue cards. It was hysterical. Really? Oh, oh yeah. Funny. So yeah, you had yeah. scripted lines? He would do the intro. Oh. I, I, I wanted Mike to, the, to be the face of, it sounds odd. I mean, because it was my show. It was my brainchild, whatever. But I wanted Mike to be the voice of East Bridgewater is Most Haunted. Because he just had a great presence, you know? Yeah. And, and big boy, too. He's tall. He's, and he's, yeah. Yeah. he's six four. He's a big guy. He's got a great presence. And he's very serious. He can be very serious. It could be a lot of fun, too. But he was very serious about it. And it's just, that's what I wanted. I, and it, or I thought it worked out great. I thought it made a good choice on that. And then I could be also be behind the camera because that's kind of where I like to be uh, and get the not shots. Anymore. Well, not any, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'm still behind the camera, but in different ways, but I'm also in front of it. Yeah. yeah a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> a lot more than I used to be. So the next show we did was the North Central Street in East Bridgewater. And that house was also crazy haunted. The family that lived there, and they have since moved away. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I have to say, I'm going to throw this out there. I'm just going to say it. Redneck. I don't know where they are. Whatever. And I didn't mm-hmm. know. Them, but very redneck. Uh, very dysfunctional. I think ghosties thrive on dysfunction. And this was the family, man. 
the house was dirty. It was, it reeked of cigarettes. It was just a mess. <laughs> but it was one of the older homes in East Bridgewater. And uh, everything, doors open and slamming shut. That was the one where we got the recording of the gunshot. Like oh, that's an awesome recording. That's an amazing, that's the most amazing EVP I've ever, ever heard. Um, we got, that was the first time I ever used my pendulum because Ron taught me how to use the pendulum. At Fort Revere. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I had just bought it. You had invited me to Buttonwoods and that's where I bought my very first pendulum. Okay. So I had absolutely no clue how to use it. <laughs> no clue. No clue. But I used that for the first time in this house, seriously, and was ecstatic because it moved, you know. We started yeah. doing the little circle thing, did the circle for yes. Isn't it cool but, when you first do it and, and yes. you get so excited about it? Yes. I was really excited. And you know what? I haven't used my pendulum in so long. I'm going to pull it out. I've got a bunch yeah. of them now. Got one right here on my desk that I love. You used to that uh, roller skating rink that uh, yeah we did up in God's country. God's country, <laughs> way up in God's country. Mm. Oh my God! So the North Central Street House, and we heard footsteps there. We, oh God, uh, um, we had more recordings too. We got the usual get out, get out. I could smell, I I got a smell of the rose perfume on the stairway in that house. Uh, just a bunch of stuff. That was, that was a great house. And since then, someone, they sold it. It was sold. And I, I will tell you, it was in deplorable condition. Uh. Horrible, horrible inside, just horrible. That was the house we left that we got, got home. And I, I get out of my way. I got to take a shower because yeah. it was... Oh, you know, you, my skin was crawling. Yep. So how did you, I mean, how, did they invite you to come in or, or how did they? Yeah, that was, so this, this was the one that we got from the spooky South Coast from Matt Moniz. Oh, that's why they wouldn't want to go in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh-huh. Hey, I think they got it. Point them off on you guys. <laughs> yeah, no thanks, no thanks. But you know what? It was a cool show. They had a lot. We interviewed, we interviewed the whole family. They each and every one of them had different experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just was nuts. It was so since then, after they sold it, somebody bought it. Maybe they didn't even, I don't even know. I don't even know if they owned it. I think maybe they rented. I have no idea. Uh, they completely gutted the house. Whoever got it next, literally, literally they took the roof off, gutted the house. So, only the probably the only thing left of that house was the exterior walls. Hmm. So, and I'm told from my my local friend uh, Wayne Nye, we had him on the show, on the uh, video show. He has talked to the owners, and they say, nope, had never had a thing happen here. Hmm. So I find that crazy, considering all the stuff we got. 
Yeah, I would totally go in maybe the if the spirit didn't like the place anymore because it wasn't the way it was and maybe maybe the family the spirits went with them. Yeah, maybe they were maybe they were the the source of it. Who knows? Who knows? Crazy. Mm. So uh next we did cover cotton gin. So we kind of really stuck stuck to East Bridgewater mostly. Except for my very Carver last show. cotton gin, which that sounds interesting. Cotton. So Carver Cotton Gin factory in East Bridgewater, very old, also goes back to the 1800s. And they made pieces. They made the components that you would construct a cotton gin out of. So Uh-oh. they made all the machinery. So, so it was machine shot then. Yeah, it was huge. It was huge. It's it's now a self-storage place, but most of it is uh, falling down. And uh. it is a very cool spot. It's big brick buildings kind of in a big U. Uh, it, it was crazy. I keep saying that word. I'm sorry. It's crazy. It's crazy. It was a neat place to investigate. The older part of it, the floors had all actually fallen through. So you could go and stand in the basement area and look out and see right up to the third floor. And the only thing that was still left on the third floor was the nurse's station over in the corner. Oh, I think you did talk about this before. Yeah, that was a pretty cool place, right? Yeah, a guy. So the thing was, and they think the person that was haunting it was a guy who had uh, an accident with like the lathe machine and they carried him to the nurse's station and he died because, yeah. And that was the, ironically, the only area that was still intact. It was over in one little corner. It's a very creepy place. I had some weird light anomalies in there. On camera? Uh, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. I, it was a weird thing, and I don't, I, I don't have any answer for it, because it was in the middle of a storage unit area. There's no windows. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Very, very odd. The... Roy, the guy who runs it and still runs it to this day. This this show we did in 2008. Good old Roy's still there. Oh, well. And he would, he always has a dog with him in the mm-hmm. office because he's kind of in the office all day. So he would walk around occasionally with the dog. Well, the dog wouldn't ever want to go up on the second floor. Just didn't want any part of it. Weird stuff. So that that was a very neat spot and very historic. We were up in, there's like an attic area where the guys used to have, they had cubbies instead of lockers where they would put their personal stuff. And there yeah. was pictures, like kind of pinup girl pictures in there. Not pinup like you'd think of today's pinups. They had no, no. <laughs> it was just It was just a cool thing to see from that time period hmm. uh, that was still there that was still there that was neat that is pretty cool 
And the last place we went is a place you went to. The Inn I on did. Washington's the Inn on Washington Square. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You went there for us. We did. We mm-hmm. did. That was oh nine this was oh nine. Went there. We were invited up by Robin Marie. Oh yes. I don't know what she calls herself or if she's even around. Oh, yeah, she was out. doing real estate last I heard. Yeah. Mortgage, mortgages or real estate or something. I kind of think she always did that and she did the paranormal oh. thing on the side. I'm really not sure. But uh, a character, quite a character. And she managed the, I don't think she owned it. She didn't own it, did she? No. The, no, no, no. She managed it for two guys. In fact, uh, Maureen's still in touch with them. They moved to Tennessee. Then it wasn't good for them down there, so they moved to Maine, and they're up in Maine right now. Ah, okay. Yeah, right. There was a couple of guys, but we never we never met them. We only we, we dealt with her. Oh, yeah, we met them, yeah. That was a very interesting spot. I mean, it was a beautiful B&B, mm-hmm. and the, the place where we had the experience there was the bright was it the bridal suite yes it had a big jacuzzi yes. there's yeah, that jacuzzi. and i spent the night there we we, we yeah uh, yeah we we took the whole in one night so yeah nice we didn't we didn't get to stay overnight we had to leave <laughs> but we uh, and again it was tom in that room he was doing some filming and was feeling a cold spot going like right up and down his back mm-hmm. and trying to, I'm trying to remember now back to the show, what else went on there? Didn't, wasn't there, a, wasn't it a funeral home? I'm trying to remember the story. Yes, it, was, it was, it was, it was funeral. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. And the funeral director haunted it in a small girl, small girl. And the funny thing is, so uh, this was a weird thing that I think this place was the first time it happened to me. Have you ever used a pendulum and all of a sudden it just, it stops and it feels mm-hmm. like the chain being is being pulled. It's feel like it's being pulled. Yeah. That was the first time I ever had that happen was at the inn on Washington square. And it freaked me out. It was the, in that room, the, uh, in that uh, room. And it was in that room. That that in the wedding, I mean, the wedding suite or whatever it was, uh, we, we uh, as part of spectral evidence, we actually used that too. And uh, we, had, we had a group in there and uh, something came right through me and oh. knocked me, it knocked me back. I didn't fall down, but it knocked me back. And the next day, uh, Maureen and I were writing the book, uh, Ghost Chronicles at that time. And I showed her, I pulled up my shirt, and my entire chest was bruised. Oh, my God. Yep, just from that stupid thing. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was, a, that was an interesting place. Yeah. There was also, you know, we had there, too, there was a, uh, um, up on the second floor, there was a small room, not the first bedroom, but the second one. Mm-hmm. And there was a doll in it. And we, I had a group, once again, I had a group of uh, people and uh, we all heard the doll say, Mama, Mama. Uh, the yeah. only problem was it wasn't a talking doll. Oh, shoot. <laughs> oh, my God. That's 
eerie. Very eerie. Yeah. That was a cool place now that they think about it. It was very cool. Yeah. We went and we were there in the middle of middle of winter. We went in like February, something crazy. Can't remember. We were in uh, October. Oh no, you know what? I take it back. It was December. We were there. We were, it was cold, yeah. We were there in December. Yeah. I'm just looking at the date. I have the date on the That's in Salem, Massachusetts, too, by the way. Salem, Massachusetts. That's a good show to end it with. That was a a very good show. So are these shows available anywhere, Anne? Well, I'll tell you. So they're on my YouTube channel, which is just Mm -hmm. Anne Anne Carrigan. Mm -hmm. But they're broken up into pieces because back in the day, YouTube would only let you load half an hour at a time. You could only... uh, upload 30 minutes mm-hmm. so i'd have to break up or maybe it was even 15 i can't 15 remember minutes, I, I, I was gonna say, it was 15 because yeah, I, I, I used to yeah. i used to say what well, hour one let me look this one yeah other than the first one <laughs> it was this was a 36 minute show so i had to make it three pieces so i used mm-hmm. to break them up into pieces and we used to our theme song our opening song was Enter Sandman from Metallica, mm-hmm. which was right. awesome. My favorite song. And we couldn't put it on YouTube because it stripped the audio. It stripped the yeah. audio from the whole show. <laughs> like, what the hell? So they are on YouTube. If you can sort them out and play them in the right order, God love you. But I'm going to try. I dug all these out. I'm going to try and reload them in oh, there. Oh, that'd be cool entirety yeah, yeah that and would be cool i, I know it were at the pizza from the dead mark but i just have to sneak in real quick one further place we did do a seventh show but it never made it to the air at uh-huh. the salem, the salem cross inn out in central mass uh brookfield i think north uh-huh. brookfield which is it's a a b&b and a a restaurant like a colonial themed and it's also very old and that one just i just never got it on the air i mean we did a couple of other investigations that also never made it to the air but this one was the very cool spot and uh the paranormal granny was there with us kathy caslin mm-hmm. and i wish i it that's my regret that i never finished that show so mm. I have that bouncing around on a tape somewhere. Maybe oh, I'll, that'd be awesome. Maybe I'll dig it out and put it together someday. Maybe we'll put it for our Patreon listeners. Oh, maybe. Mm. I'll have to look it. I'll look yeah. for it tomorrow. <laughs> we do have to wrap it up, though, unfortunately, because uh, that was the bell with Pizza from the Dead is here. And we're about, about a minute left in the show. And I uh, just want to mention that Ann and I will be at Spiracus this October 1st, 2nd, and 3rd up in BZ Park in Groveland. And you can get all the information about tickets and so forth on anyghostproject.com, the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com. And uh, we also uh, want to thank all our good friends and supporters on uh, Ghost Chronicles Radio and Patreon. And uh, thank you so much. You make these shows happen. Mm-hmm. And we also want to thank Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street, Methuen, Massachusetts, uh, for their support as well. So good night, everyone. And uh, thank you so much for listening tonight. And yes. like a bad penny, we'll be back next week. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. And- hearing my crazy stories.
That there, was I good. Said, I, I said I praise to you again. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> good night, everybody. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.